0: There's a motto my students live by, less stress, income higher, work the house, not the buyer.
1: So the question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that top agents in our industry hoard themselves, grow and prosper in today's real estate market? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Erin Muchisteggy and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hi, Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron DeMuchastegie, and I am so excited to share with you our newest head podcast sponsor. You know, and this is a company called Rent Ready. RentReady is a landlord-tenant software that has everything you need to manage your rentals from your phone or your computer. No need to be tech savvy, download multiple programs, or hire a specialist. RentReady is easy to use for everyone, and if you do have a question, their customer support team is available to make sure managing your properties doesn't have to be harder than it already is. RentReady has a feature for every step of the landlord process. You can list your vacancy for free to Realtor.com and doorsteps, find quality tenants with a full tenant screening process send and e-sign leases right from the app and track maintenance requests. Yes, there really is one app for all of that. Best of all, not only is RentReady easy to use with awesome customer service, but it's affordable as well. Get a subscription to RentReady for as little as $1 a year when you sign up for their annual plan using code ROCKSTAR. Now, that's crazy. A dollar a year. Why wouldn't you go sign up just to see, even if you've got one tenant or want to try it with one of them? So that's right. You get a whole year of ready for just $1 when you sign up at rentready.com. It's spelled R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com using code ROCKSTAR.
2: Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest today, Mr. Daryl Davis coming from Long Island, New York. He's with Daryl Davis Seminars. He is a real estate trainer and speaker, a former realtor himself, a former stand-up comedian, actor, and a best-selling author of three books. So uh, we're excited to get him on the show today. And without further ado, Daryl, welcome to Pat Hybin Interviews Real Estate Rockstars.
0: Hey, Pat. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, I'm very excited, and thank you for all that you do for the realtors. Um, you have such uh, an invaluable service that you provide people, and uh, it's just incredible what you do. So thank you on behalf of the whole industry.
2: <laughs> so why don't you introduce yourself to our rock star audience, Daryl, so they could get to know you better.
0: Yeah, real quick. So I started real estate when I was 19. I just turned 50 this year, which means I'm one year closer to dying. Happy birthday. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Thank you. And um, so more than half my life has been eating, sleeping, drinking, real estate, either as an agent, a manager, speaker, trainer. And um, when I was an agent, I was doing about six transactions a month. Um, met this guy who became my mentor. His name is Mackie. He asked me to be his general manager for his office. Came number one for six months. Then I uh, started speaking to my local board. Met this guy by the name of Floyd Wickman another great speaker and trainer. And he recruited me to work with him. And then I found my own 1993 created the first uh, year long coaching process of its kind uh, back in the nineties. And, uh, and now I'm here speaking to you and your, and your fan base. <laughs> that's,
2: that's, that's great. I love that. I love that. And I'm a huge Floyd Wickman fan. I took Sweat Hogs twice. I went to the Matthews Sales Academy. So we've probably met in the past, and uh, you know, not even not even known it. You may have even taught one of my Sweat Hogs classes.
0: It's very. Where 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 did you uh, take Sweat Hogs? Uh,
2: I took it in Maryland.
0: Maryland. You probably would have had you probably would have had Gary Sisson as your trainer. And, I, that um, sounds
2: familiar. I think it was a guy, Vinny, as well, maybe.
0: Oh, Vinny Romano. Vinny Romano, yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's very possible we know each other um, face-to-face. So, But anyway, so yes, so that's some background, buddy.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So today we're going to talk about the five key elements to doubling your business in 12 months or less, which is phenomenal. I mean, you think about it. You know, doubling your business, yes, we've heard of it before, doubling your business, you know, in a decade, no problem, but doubling your business in 12 months, that's a whole nother thing. How do you do that? How do you do it and how do you do it without going broke is what everybody I'm sure is thinking. Yeah, that's
0: really great. Well, so should I just start rattling? Yeah, let's go.
2: What's the first element of, of doubling your business in 12 months?
0: Well, you know what, I I think we might actually, because you made me think of something, and we may make it six, or I may replace one of them. So let me say the first thing, because you brought out something very important that people need to remember, and that is don't spend money you don't have. You know, one of the things that a lot of um, agents who are struggling, and honestly, you know, 80% of the agents out there are struggling financially at one level or not, and what they try to do is they look at what a top producer is doing, and, um, tries to copy what a top producer is doing by taking out websites, doing mailings and postcards, and they're just spending a ton of money and it's money that they don't have. So that, that's the key. The key first thing is, is, uh, invest your money wisely. Don't spend what you don't have. So that's what we got there. Does that make sense?
2: Absolutely. Like Gary Keller says, lead with revenue. And I think that's the same thing. So this is how to do it. I mean, there's a lot of systems out there that you could buy into and and go into debt, sort of like a college loan with a college student. So that is the, we'll look at that as the number one important rule but what about some action rules we can yeah handle? so here's
0: the here's the second thing and I'm a little bit more on, on concept we're although I'm going to get into some serious meat and potatoes in these numbers but the second one I'm going to say is focus on building inventory and I just want to folk talk, you know, talk about this for a few minutes you know we've all heard that listings are the name of the game you need to list to last and all those expressions yes but but I teach it Pat in my live seminars and in our coaching and and when I'm hired to consult with companies, that um, building inventory is a, is a different distinction than just getting listings. And, and here's the analogy that I use, Pat. If we get outside of real estate, we look at any other industry, whether it's furniture, whether it's uh, clothes, doesn't matter. Let's use shoes as an example. That's the one I like to use a lot. Um, but this applies to all industries, including real estate. If I wanted to um, own a shoe store, Pat, I can do one of two things, I can go get a store, get some racks, buy some shoes wholesale and put it on the racks and promote my store to have people come to my shoe store to buy my shoes. The second option if I wanted to sell a pair of shoes is I find a buyer who wants to buy a pair of shoes, stick them in my car and then drive them from shoe store to shoe store to shoe store. Now obviously the second option is not smart, the second option is not a good way to to run a business. Um, but that's a, a, essentially what an agent does. Every time they take a buyer that, and they put them in the car and they're trying to sell them a house, they're literally bringing them to another agent's shoe store selling their inventory. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love this analogy. Yeah, so what, what an agent needs to do... So I tell agents in, in, in the seminar that it's not... I'm not talking about getting listings. You need to list the last listings in the end game. I'm saying if you have no listing you have no business because our shoes, our inventory in our business is our homes. Mm. And the more homes you have on the racks, the bigger your shoe store is. Yes. So, so what I tell the agents to do and and, I, and they don't have to be big listing agents because when we say this sometimes to agents, at least 50% of them are like, they can't see themselves. They immediately think that I'm saying you got to be a big listing agent. No, you don't have to You can be a mom and pop store. But you need to have something. Now the focus again is on not getting listings, but inventory. So let me continue this distinction. So let's say I, I, I here's a model, Pat. Can I share a model on how an agent can make a hundred grand in in the next twelve months? Boom, shakalaka, do it. All right. So let's just assume. I know you've got a, an international audience, but just to make it simple, let's assume that the average commission. For an agent, after the broker takes their cut and after the selling side. So for one side, the agent nets $5,000 commission.
2: Okay, that's fair. We're going to go like,
0: all right, good. So let's let's go like this. Let's say an agent starts with zero listings. In the next 30 days, they can shake the trees, focus, bop, bah bah bah. bah. They, they, every agent listening to this can get one listing in 30 days. Okay, great. Let's do it again. Month two, we're going to get one listing. By the way, I'm talking fast because I want to make sure I get as much content in here in our time that we have. (laughs) So I guess I can always pause it and rewind it. The second month, we're now going to do it again. So now two months, we have two listings. Month three, we're going to do it again. But going into month three, Pat, one of those other listings that we just listed might have sold. So in month three what we want to do is not just get one listing we need to get two because we have to replenish what i just sold off am i making sense so far yep so the focus here is the game is focus on building listing inventory by one a month so you start at zero you get it up to one you get it up to two so at the end of 12 months you really don't have 12 listings you didn't get 12 listings you should have 12 active listings at the end of 12 months but because things were selling off during the 12-month period, that agent really got more than 12. Most of my audience will say, yeah, I've probably listed 24. So if you listed 24, how many would actually sell? And the audience will usually say, well, if I listed 24 doing this, I probably would have had 20 sold. So if your average commission is $5,000 times 20 side, that's 100 grand right there. And then in addition to that, because now that the agent has a shoe store, has buyers coming to their store, some of those sales will be their own sales, will be their own buyers. So now they've double it, and there's probably an extra 10 sales in there. Even if a buyer doesn't buy their brand shoe, maybe they'll, they'll make an exception, throw them in the car, bring them to another shoe store, and pop a sale. So there's probably a good enough, a good 10 extra listings, to five grand. There's $150,000 in 12 months starting cut, with zero listings
2: in the shoe store. Does this, this make sense? Yeah, it makes 100% uh, sense, Daryl, and I think that it can be done. I know it can be done, but uh, and, yes. and of, of course everyone out there listening is like, okay, Daryl, now give us some meat and potatoes. How?
0: Okay, so now the next thing is the prospect. There's different forms of prospect, right? We can do mailing, social media, all that stuff, uh, billboards, client parties, ba, 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 and, and, and the truth is all of those things cost money and they call, cost time. Even a referral business, which I know, Pat, I'm sure you've had plenty of people on the, on your podcast talking about building a referral business and how they've done that, which is good and, and, and it does work. But here's the problem with focusing on referrals, parties, mailings, postcards, all that stuff is. It costs money and it costs time. Eighty like percent of the agents don't have. So I tell agents if you want to get business in the next thirty days, the best, absolute, without question, no money, no time, are FISBOs and expires, which happens to be my specialty, and that's why I teach them. <laughs>
1: Rockstar Nation. This is Aaron Amuchastegui. Hey, I hate to interrupt the current podcast that you're listening to, but I am so excited to share this with you. I just finished interviewing the original host of this podcast, my good friend, Pat you know, I got to talk to Pat about how he started his real estate career and a whole bunch of tips and tactics that he used to be successful. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go check out State of the Market number 49. On there, I get to talk to Pat about all those different things. You know, and in there too, he talked a lot about his six steps for seven figures book, and training program that he built over the last couple years and i realized i haven't done a good enough job of reminding all of you lately about all of the resources that we've built for you out there so if you want to check out pat's course we've got like a three-minute summary video when you go to it includes so many easy to follow tips that you can follow on it like a day-to-day basis you can email reminders all sorts of different things that come with that course if you find that you go to rebusuniversity.com r-e-b-u-s rebusuniversity.com look at courses you can find the six steps for seven figures book and really there's a whole bunch of other courses in there too our normal prices used to be fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars a course these are real deal professional courses but now uh, during quarantine a lot of them are priced down to like 90 bucks 95 bucks so we've slashed the prices going know right now is a time for everybody to be focusing on growth and education especially while they're feeling like they don't have as much to do and if you go in there and you figure like, like there's a lot of different courses you want Maybe you don't want to buy the a la carte. You go to futureofrealestatetraining.com and you can get access to all of our different courses for 97 bucks a month. I think there's a discount on there if you go a year or there's even like a lifetime option that you can pay and you get access to every course we ever put on Rebus University for as long as we have it. So go check out those options, Rebus University or futureofrealestatetraining.com. All right, back to your podcast. Sorry for the interruption.
0: I asked the agents, what's the difference between a FISBO and and a self promotion? They'd say, well, FISBO, do you know what they want to sell now? And I say, yeah. And with expired, (laughs) they want to sell yesterday. So the thing about expires, if we look at that, those actually become uh, ripe. You know, every time I ask an agent, have you ever had a listing that you listed and expired? It, it almost comes out at a lower price, a more aggressive price. And what happens? It sells quickly. So expireds are even better than for sale by owners. Um, so those are the two sources that agents should really focus on in building their listing inventory now. That's the quickest, fastest way. Okay. Um, the next thing is is, um, is, is, is the listing appointment. Yes. And um, And I want to share with you... I'm going to share some real meat here, Pat. Um, that I think people are going to just love and be able to use. Ah, now, this usually, there's, this is usually a big crescendo when I teach this live. That um, I tell agents when it comes, I'm going to give the secret recipe to never having to use a, li- um, a script again on a listing appointment. I'm real. I'm really against scripts on listing appointments, and the reason why I'm so against them, Pat is because, well, first of all, what happens if the other person doesn't know their part? Right? That's the first thing.
2: Okay, never heard that.
0: Pat, if we were honest with each other and the audience listening, too, is that most agents, Pat, will stay away from listing, going on listing appointments. is because they feel like a used car salesman. Um, they feel like they're going over there trying to try and convince to sell a homeowner on their price or their commission.
3: Right, right. And
0: I, te- and I tell agents, you're right. You, you, you are kind of like a used car salesman when you're trying to do a script because when you memorize a script, um, that's some, somebody else wrote a training course, created a script, and that's their words. So if you try and memorize somebody else's words and you go on a listing appointment, you're not being authentic of who you are. And you know it. And you feel it in your heart. You feel incongruent. So it comes out uncomfortable. Yeah. It comes out.
2: I agree with you. that 100%. <clears throat> I've always I've always been uncomfortable with, uh, you know, scripts on a listing point. But what are you saying to do instead?
0: Yeah. Okay, great. So here's what they do. And here's the secret sauce of what I teach. Is that you use stories, metaphors, and analogies. Now, let me let me share something with you, Pat. That will, and I'm going to demonstrate some on this call that people can uh, on our interviewers, so people can actually use this. So we're getting to the real meat, meat, meat now. Yep. It is. I, I read. I bought this book years ago before I started training. It was how to hypnotize people. Now it, it wasn't really hypnotize people. It was that's what it was called. But it was it was a book that a college kid has to buy. When they're psy, when they're major, psychology. So this is a technique that they use in therapy sessions. Yeah, good stuff. When I read, when I read this book, that I, I had a, I had a revelation because this is the same technique that top agents use. They don't realize it, and it's the same technique that motivational speakers use. And what a motivational speaker does for forty-five minutes to an hour and a half is tell story after story after story. Now you got Les Brown, Zig Ziglar. Some may rest in peace. They. Uh, lesser friend a personal friend of mine um, Joe Olstein, a uh, religious guy. If you look at these people, all they do is they stand on stage and they say they're either in a story, coming out of a story, going into a story and and what this book said is when you use a story metaphor analogy, people can usually relate to what you're sharing because they have a similar experience that they went through, but because they went through that similar experience they're not just hearing what you're saying they're literally. Feeling what you say, mm,
2: yeah, I love it. When I wrote my book, that's what the um, ghostwriter said. All she wanted was story after story after story. It was and it was chock full of stories of my real estate career, and uh, and I'm a hundred percent with that. I love stories.
0: Yeah, what happens, and the reason why your ghostwriter wanted you to do that is because of what I just said. When people are reading the story, they're they're, they're not just getting it intellectually; they're actually reliving something and connecting with you because they got a similar experience. If you go to a movie which is totally made up, and you see a relationship break up, or you see somebody who accomplishes a great feat. They, they, you know, the, the World Cup, whatever, you get inspired, motivated or your heart is touched because you think about when you lost that girl, or when you accomplished a great feat mm-hmm. against all odds. So what an agent needs to do, is use stories metaphors and analogies on every time they're trying to teach or coach I'm sorry teach people coach and point to the homeowner so let so, me give so some yeah so some examples
2: yep. would be like past experience they've had like I had a customer um, like you and this is what happened when they priced it wrong or go ahead what are some exact examples that we can repeat
0: yeah, and so that one that you were just sharing is an old feel, felt found. I know somebody who, who uh, I appreciate how you feel. Somebody felt the same way as you, and this one they kind of, and that's that's good, but it's not nearly as good as what I'm going to demonstrate now. So, for example, let's say, let's look at when we're talking to a for sale by owner, which again is my strength. Yep, is the FISBO, I'm going to take the hardest thing Pat, really provide value yeah let's go let's go
2: let's go deep yeah. down in it all right
0: so so the homeowner says um they believe that they can do uh, the public open house the same way that an agent does i mean mm-hmm. what is there to it right you just put a, a sign out and people come well here's how we do it and pat here's here's how can i role play with you to really yeah
2: bring i'll homes? be the i'll be the yeah. fisbo
0: so I'll say Pat, so you know, let me tell you why your open house is not the same as the one I would do for you. Have you ever seen that show, Pat, uh on TV called Sell This House? Yeah,
2: sure. My wife watches it all the time. <laughs>
0: yeah, so if you know, if you've seen well then you've seen the show, what they do, right, is they put the hidden cameras, they do an open house, the buyers come, they tear the house apart, the homeowner sees the on video what they're saying and then they make the adjustments to the house. And in doing so, it actually makes the house sell quicker because they're appealing to their audience.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, now, Pat, when you did your open house, I'll bet you probably had some people, everybody that's come through probably said very nice things to you. They said, boy, this is a beautiful house. Um, Love the house. As a matter of fact, uh, some might even have said, we'll get back to you, and they still haven't called you. Are you with me? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, sure. Everyone loves it.
0: Yeah, and here's why that happens, Pat, is because the, 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 the buyer that's coming through is being respectful. You just open up their house to them. You're, they're a stranger, so they're going to be nothing but complimentary to you about, their ha- about your house. Now, here's what happens, Pat, when I do a public open house. Okay. Because the, bu- the buyers know that I'm the lowly realtor, right? They have absolutely no problem, Pat, in telling me right to my face exactly what they don't like about your house. And then, Pat, what I do is I take that information to you and give you that, and so that way we can make whatever necessary changes that we decide to based on the feedback we're getting. So, Pat, here's my point. I'm, I'm like those hidden cameras in that HGTV television show. I'm going to hear things, Pat, that you're never going to hear. Okay. So, so that's sorry. an example, Pat, of explaining.
2: Right, so we can um, fix the house is what you're saying based on the negative. So you're saying that people aren't going to tell me to my face negative things, Daryl, um, but they'll tell you.
0: Right, well, But I'm, and I'm using the metaphor of the the hitting cameras and the HTV television. Right.
2: Show. Yeah. So that's a story. Yeah. So that's a, that's a metaphor and story. Okay. Give me another one. What's another good yeah, one? Absolutely. So how about yes, one that's they, not FISBO related? How about one that's like, I'm sitting down, I'm trying to get the listing. There's three or four agents competing for the job. Give me a metaphor or a story for that.
0: Yeah. So let's say price is always the biggest one, right? That's a challenge. For yeah, price. Agents across the board. Absolutely. So let's do that one. So, so you're, the, the agent's showing the comps to the homeowner, and, that, and the homeowner says, oh, I know that house. That house is not as nice as mine. When we had our house built, we used thicker wood and longer nails. So, so they're saying their house is so much nicer than these comps. So I would do one of these, Pat. I'd say, Pat, let's pretend that I gave you a $101 bill. So they're a dollar bill, and there's a 100 of them, and they're beautiful. They're crisp and clean. And I'd say, go to the mall, Pat. Sell each one for ninety-five cents each. A hundred of those. How long is it going to take you, good Pat?
2: It's gonna, it's gonna. They'll sell right away. Ninety-five cents. Yeah, for, it, a yeah.
0: Dollar 90, price, 90, yeah. F- ninety-five cents. It'll sell pretty quick. Let's say I give you a hundred one-dollar bills. They're beautiful, crisp, and clean. I say go to the mall and sell them for ninety cents. So even less money, Pat. How long would it take you?
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, it won't, yeah, it, it won't be it, zippity zap, but yeah, yeah. I, they're I'd they're sell they're them. Pretty, I'd leave. They're all sold. Yep.
1: Hey, Real Estate Rockstars listeners, I am sorry to interrupt again, but I want to do a quick commercial break. But this commercial break is different. This is stuff that I think you need, and this is me talking to you about some of the stuff that we had. So, you know, recently we had a lot of people reach out to us and say, hey, why don't you do a real estate mastermind? Why don't you do something where a lot of the listeners can get together and do some Zoom calls and ask each other questions and really just try to brainstorm and work together? I mean, There's a million masterminds out there. I don't know if this is something that we really want to do or not. Or if we do, if we're going to limit it to maybe 20 or 30 people. We're just trying to figure out if any of you guys are interested. So if you have any interest at all in joining a mastermind with real estate agents around the country that are part of the Real Estate Rockstars Network, go to hybendigital.com forward slash mastermind and just join the wait list it's just a really a formal it's just an interest list for us to see is this something we want to be doing so that's that's number one number two you go to hybendigital.com forward slash foreclosures we have a two-day mark thing that we just finished recording now it's also inside rebus university and so you go to rebus university and look at it If you're already a member of rebus I mean, a lot of you guys are in the you know the monthly fee where you get access to everything so we have a new course in there 17 hours of content on how to buy foreclosures on how to find deals, on how to, you know, do title, you know, go to auction. Also turn that into clients for your real estate agents, how you can turn somebody that's in default behind on their mortgages into a client. So go, you know, check out that course, especially for, you know, you can, you can buy the course now, but again, most of you guys already subscribed to all that. I just wanted you to know there's another 17 hours of content. Great, great content that I just recorded on there. Uh, that all of you guys have access to now at Rebus University. And then finally, we have software that we talk about on and off. It's called Padhawk. And in Padhawk, you can use that to go find leads. What uh, You know, so everyone is really, really busy right now. And we're so, so busy. People are selling and they're saying there isn't enough product on the market, right? So they they're, they can't find houses. Well, Padhawk will help you find houses before they're listed. It helps you find owners that should be listing their properties or people that might wanna get there. I recorded a quick video. It's like six or seven minutes long for you guys to look at real estate agent specific on what how you can use the software in order to do it. So go to hybendigital.com forward slash leads. Again, there's a video in there. I talk about how you can use the software to do it. Check it out. If it's something that you like, you may wanna sign up for it. 99 bucks a month that's nationwide any city out there and it is a great way to find houses so right now people are saying there's lots of buyers but we can't find enough houses well maybe you can use this software you'll find some that hasn't listed yet and make them an offer on their house all right back to your regular scheduled program thank you for letting me interrupt you with that break
0: Yeah, got it. Okay, and if I said 85 cents, the heck of the mall, Darrell, I'm going to buy the bills myself. Right? Yeah,
2: right, right, <laughs> at that point, yeah, exactly.
0: So let me, let me ask you, Pat, what if I gave you $101 bills? They're beautiful, they're crisp and clean, and I say, Pat, go to the mall and sell them for $1.10. How long do you think it's going to take you to sell 100 of those? Never sell them. Exactly. So what I'm trying to say, Pat, it's no matter how crisp and clean, you and I both know your house is and how you kept it up and you pretty much you did. We can't sell a $1 dollar for a ten. Now, Pat, let me give you another uh, metaphor that piggybacks that one. Now, Matt, Pat, let's say that you uh, are not selling, you're buying. So you go to the mall, you want to buy a dollar bill, and there's two to choose from. There's this one that's beautiful, crisp, and clean, it's been taken care of, then you've got this other dollar bill that's crumpled, torn, stained, and it's even stinky. They're both a dollar, Pat. <laughs> which, one, which one would you buy, the dirty, stinky one or the nice, clean, crisp one? The clean
2: and crisp one.
0: Well, here's my point, Pat. is all the wonderful improvements you did to the house doesn't make the dollar worth more than a dollar. It just means it'll sell before the other dollars.
2: Yes, I got you. So,
0: yeah, so Pat, So the beautiful thing about about what I'm saying, and I can can go on more if you want, but the the beautiful part of what we're talking about here is not just the power, the metaphor, analogy, the psychology that people can relate to, because what, what most agents are taught is to go to a homeowner on a listing appointment and change their belief system, change their belief about price or listing with an agent. What we're doing is we're actually taking their existing belief system about life and other things, And we're taking those beliefs to validate what we're trying to communicate on a listing appointment.
2: Yeah, this is this is this is I you know I totally one hundred percent agree with this. This is this is really good stuff, and I I love these stories. I want to get into the five things uh, or the next three things, but at the same time, I love these stories. Why don't we just do one more? Let's do one more for a buyer, maybe a buyer who can't decide. You know, that buyer that's looking at like house after house after house, and you as the agent start wondering, are they really a serious buyer or not? What's a good story metaphor for that?
0: Okay, so I'll be honest with you with this one here. I don't have metaphors and analogies, Pat, and I'll tell you why. Because my experience has been, but that does bring us to one of the five points that we're going to talk about, so I'll just jump to one of those now, is the, the problem with buyers... You cannot really sell a house. A buyer has to choose to buy. And the more you try and sell it, the more you try and push it on them, the more you're going to push them away. Wow. So I'm not uh, so I'm not a fan in handling buyer's objections. I don't teach it. I don't have CDs on it. I, I show agents how to create a buying atmosphere and, and empower the buyer to choose to buy. And this is how I do it, is... Here's what we know about buyers is buyers say, I want this, 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 this. We show this, 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 and what they wind up buying is that something totally different. So there's an expression that I've trademarked, I've coined, and it was taught to me by my broker, Mac, and that's the shiny penny. And here's what the shiny penny concept is, is if you were to take a pile of pennies in your hand, there might be one in there that's shiny that pops against all the other dirty pennies. You follow me?
2: Yeah, of course, because so yeah,
0: yeah, okay. they're all, all, paid, right, all right. pennies so, get dirty, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. So, so actually, I'm using the shiny penny, his analogy for, for buyers, okay. So here's what happens, is if you take a buyer who says, I want to buy a house for a quarter million dollars, between 250 to 300 there might be, in an agent's market, let's say 30 homes for sale. All of those 30, there's going to be a handful that's better than all the rest, meaning based on square footage, location. In other words, that has more bang for the buck. Yes. If a buyer's got a quarter of a million dollars to buy a house, are they going to buy the worst that money can buy or the best? Yeah, and the best. the answer best. is the best, exactly. And that's the shiny penny. No, so this in is cool. the free yeah. price range in the free price range, there's a handful of shiny pennies. And what you want to do is just show the shiny pennies to the buyer. If the buyer doesn't buy the shiny penny, what does that tell you about the buyer? they're not ready to buy enough. So what yeah. you do, you file the buyer based on price range. And then the next time a shiny penny comes out, you're going to call that buyer and all the others to that one house. Now, do I have like 60 more seconds to yeah, talk no, about this? Yeah,
2: no, this is really good stuff. And I just want to add that, you know, um, if agents think like this and think like if you take uh, 20 minutes as an agent and lock yourself in – in front of the computer and say, okay, what are the shiny pennies and mark them down and only show a buyer the shiny pennies, then you're going to be like, well, if they don't buy the shiny pennies, I'm not working with them until another shiny penny shows up. You know, why show these
0: dull pennies? Yes, and and, watch this, Pat. I know because you've been a successful agent. When When you saw a shiny penny come out, a new house come out. So here, now watch this, Pat. Because you've been a successful agent. You've done this before. You know, and I'm sorry, are you still listing and selling? <laughs> I just messed that up. Are you still listing and selling right
2: now? No, no, I'm not. I, um, uh, no. I sold my team and uh, uh, I have a partner. I still get money and revenue from it, but uh, he runs it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so listen, I know you can so relate to this. When you were an agent, right, and you're sitting and you're doing what you're doing, and all of a sudden you went to a broker's open house or you saw something come on MLS, you went like this, wow, this house is hot. This is a great price. This is a great price. This house is going to be gone really quick. Do you know what I'm talking about, Pat? Yeah, absolutely. When you did that, Pat, you, you, you didn't realize it with the terminology that I'm saying, but you were saying, geez, this is a shiny penny. Right. Now, here's what, I, here's what I know you did, Pat, because every successful agent does this, and they don't even realize this is a technique. They'd say, gosh, what I need to do is I need to get on the phone, not with one buyer, not with two. I've got to go into my pile of buyers and tell them to come out and see this one house, and you might even have said, by the way, bring your checkbook. <laughs> and what you did is you took that one house and you showed it until you sold it. Yes. There's a motto my students live by. Less stress, income higher, work the house, not the buyer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Our, Back that up. Let's say that again. Yeah. Less stress, income higher, work the house, not the buyer. I love that. I love our, it. The shiny our penny. Our invent- Yes, shiny, petty, baby, listen, our inventory is our houses. What does a shoe store do when they want to make a shoe a shiny shoe and have it sell quickly? They lower the price, and now, because that price is discounting, there's more bang for the buck. There's more value, and I even joke in my seminar that some, some ladies, they'll buy a shoe. Even if the darn shoe doesn't fit, they buy it because it was a great deal. (laughs) So buyers will buy that. The buyers do the same thing. Buyers buy a house. It may not be the perfect house. It doesn't fit. It's not the right shoe. But because they had more bang for the buck, they bought it. So that's what agents need to do to make sales quicker is find the shiny penny, work it until you sell it.
2: Yeah, that is great. I love that. I love that. That is really really good stuff and it's an and it's an excellent way to qualify your buyers and that you're only showing them the shiny pennies and then you know you know deep down that you you know they're not going to buy th- a dog so why even bother yes.
0: that's sell the house right. not I mean, the buyer
2: sell the house not the buyer there's a
0: whole there's a whole process Pat, you know in in communicating to a buyer i mean we're we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg on this call but you know there's obviously When you first meet the buyer, you need to let them know this is how you work so you meet their expectations and say, you know, I'm not going to show you every house that's on the market because that will only confuse you. Let's look at what's currently available now. Let's find the best of the best. Let's take a look at them. You take them out. They don't buy at the end of that whole appointment. You say, right, obviously nothing fit today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep my eye out. When the next shiny penny comes out, I'm going to call you. I'm going to tell you something else that's very, very powerful and important uh, along this lines, Pat, is that um, I ask agents, when a buyer asks you how long a house has been on the market, they always give me the wrong answer. They say they're asking that because they want to know how flexible the price is. And that's not what it is. What it is, is that the buyer says that that house has been on the market for a long time, that means all the buyers that have seen it thus far didn't like it. Yes. And if the buyers didn't like it, then and I buy this house, then the General Public won't like my house. Yeah. So right? So really what buyers want is what other buyers want. And what creates the buying frenzy is that when you have a good house, the value is so there that's what everybody wants. Even if it's not the style, bedrooms vest, all that stuff that they told you, it becomes secondary. They want the shiny penny, period. Mm. So I love that. And okay. here's the last thing on go this Go ahead, go. The last thing on this is that, yeah, the buyer the agents make mistakes. They think when they meet a buyer for the first time, is their job is to go search and show and probe ba 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 no, that's not your job. There's nowhere in any buyer agency agreement and anywhere in the United States that says your job is to show for buyers around property after property after property. Your job is to, well, I'm not going to go through that, but the point is is that instead of working the buyer, work the house. Find, get the buyer, find the house, show the house. They don't buy the shiny penny. That means they're not ready to buy now, not a problem. File them. When the next shiny penny comes out, you bring them plus all the others in that price range in your files. Let, once again, less stress income, higher work to on the buyer. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Stuff. Um, that's, how good are stuff? Doing?
2: that's good. So, so, so what other, I forget what number we are on. I think we you went to three. We got two more I, uh, ways to double your income in a, in a 12 month period. What else you got?
0: All right. Next thing is have a really strong. We talked about the metaphors and analogies, but along that, line, have a really good, strong listing conversation and, um, you know, agents will not prospect effectively if they don't if they don't have a strong listing appointment that they feel comfortable with. There's a subconscious that they will sabotage themselves to not get the appointment. So here's a few points about having a strong listing conversation, in okay. my opinion. Okay. Number one, yeah, number one is I personally am not a fan of laptops, iPads, PowerPoint, all that stuff. Now, I'm not saying those don't work. Uh, most agents that do use those a lot, you know, are going on appointments where there were referrals or people called them and contacted them. So there's already a, a listening for the agent. So they're interested. But if you prospect, let's say a FISBO or expired, and you go there and you boot up a laptop or an iPad, they're going to go into defensive mode and say, oh, here comes the sales pitch. So I am a fan of using visuals in a 3 ring binder, still old school. But in my opinion, it's like a photo album. It's more engaging. People get sucked in. It's cool to bring a laptop or icon and have that be part of what you do, but I would not start with that. I would have it later on. So that's okay. the first thing. Second thing is, second thing is, um, you know, very important, biggest weakness agents have is not asking enough questions on a list of employment. I always ask this, Pat, what, when a homeowner hires you as their agent, what is the end result that they want? And they always answer wrong. They say to sell the house. And that's not it. Hmm. That's a misconception. Watch this, Pat. You've heard this expression before, where a homeowner say, "Boy, if these walls could talk, talk right? right? They're not just selling it, right? They're not selling a house, Pat. They're selling a home. Watch this. Let's really tune in. What's happening here? Okay. These homeowners, these homeowners, Pat, are leaving their home. They are packing up and leaving a place that they've spent years and raising a family, whatever the case is. And they're going to an unknown place where they now have to start their life over. Maslow's theory, one of the hierarchies of the theory is shelter. They're leaving their shelter, going to an unknown. When you think about it, Pat, what these people are doing is is life-changing. What they're doing is they're closing a chapter in their life, starting a whole new chapter. In some cases, a whole new book. So selling a house is not the end result. Selling a house is a means to an end. And what most agents do when they say my job as a listing agent is to sell their house, that they are literally minimizing what they do. I suggest, I assure that what agents do, listing agents do, is not sell houses, but they actually help bring people from point A to point B in their life. What a listing agent does is help change people's lives. And when an agent gets that in their heart, not just their head, they're going to go on a listing appointment. Committed to serving and not selling. You can be committed to having coach the homeowner through the maze of real estate. Pat, I, I, I said to the agent said, my job, my job, I'm a real estate coach for realtors. I want every one of your people listening to this, Pat, to think of themselves as a real estate coach for civilians. Their job is to coach them, to get them from point A to point B in the lot. Now, when an agent gets that in their heart, Pat, they're going to ask much more deeper, profound questions about where are you moving to, why there, when do you need to get there, by, what would happen to your plans if it doesn't? How can I serve you, not sell you? Is this making sense, Pat?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just a different, different mindset. It's much more of a guttural, sort of emotional thing that you're 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 helping the, them, you know, change their lives basically for the better.
3: Exactly. I'm-
2: yeah, you know,
0: it's listen. The old school of thought when it comes to real estate sale is you find the problem and you offer a solution. And a part of what you do on a listing appointment is you ask questions so you can find the problem. And you're the solution. Now, here's what I believe, Ben. Nobody should say anything in training classes, on in interviews, whatever, where you wouldn't be okay with if a civilian was listening to that conversation. And if a civilian heard. An agent being taught, find problems so you can be the solution, that civilian's going to hear that as manipulation. My students, I tell them, I don't want you to do that. I want you to find out what they're committed to. And your job as their agent is to help them get what they're committed to.
2: Mm.
0: Now, the last, the last thing on the soliciting conversation piece. Yes. Here's a, here's the structure and how I teach it. And how, how I there's four parts to it. R E A L. Real. It's an acronym. The reason why I use the word real is because I'm sure you've gathered by now, Pat, is that I want my students to be more authentic salespeople. I want them to be better communicators, better servers, not right. better salespeople. So R E A L. What you got? Yes, sir. Yes. R stands for report. to focus on building report, That sounds very basic, but most agents are bad at building rapport because they're so freaked out about how they're going to sell price and commission uh, we can't, don't worry about that because if they don't like you, those two things will be non issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so the first thing is a bill report. And, and in my opinion, that accounts for 50% of the conversation right there. If they like you, and trust you, you're halfway. Yeah. You're halfway home and getting that listing. All I right. got that. So yep. build rapport. report. All right. Next thing is, e is engage and how you engage somebody is through questions. Which goes back to what I was just saying earlier. We're asking ask questions. questions. Yeah, yeah. So engage them through questions. When you ask questions, they're getting you're getting clear about what they're committed to. And watch this: that this is powerful. When you're asking questions about where you need to write, and I need to get to buy, and I need to get to Florida retire, be the grandkid. When they say all that, they're actually going to start to listen to you through their commitment of getting Florida to retire, versus listening through. I don't trust realtors. So that, that whole engaging with questions, really is quite powerful, and you're 75% will not getting a listing. Now, the A in real stands for advice. If you want clear about what they're committed to accomplishing, you're now going to give them advice. You're going to coach them on how to get to their next level, how to get to Florida to retire with the grandkids. And then the L stands for listen and leave and get the heck out of there before they change their mind. So those are the the four sections on how uh to put together a listing appointment. And then there's a lot more like how to you put your visuals together, you know, but anyways, we are trying that. to accomplish a lot in a short time. I love okay. that. I love that. that.
2: Yep, list and okay. leave. <laughs> Get out of there before they change their mind. Well, this is this is uh <laughs> this has been great. I I really appreciate there all that you've uh shared here. You've shared some some total pearls, a lot of nuggets here, and uh, it's been it's been great, man. We could talk all day about this stuff. So
0: hey, um, listen, I want to throw I want to throw one more. I know we're running out of time. Yeah. But it, 30, Go ahead. What you got? This is this. Well, the other thing is O P P, which stands for Other Positive People. You know, Tony Robbins told me something. He Said, you show me your friends, you show me who you are. Boom. That um, if you take your five closest friends, those five closest friends, their income, you average it out. It's probably the income of of yourself. So so. here's my point, Pat. What you're doing is, is is part of that formula. What the agents need to do is they need to keep tuning in to other positive people. You've got such an incredible service that you're providing people with these podcasts. They need to get religious and put it on their schedule and make sure they're listening to your interviews on a regular basis because it's, that help raises their thinking and what's possible in their careers. So um, that's all I want to
2: say on that. Yeah, I appreciate that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all of Daryl's information with the show notes on this uh, episode, as well as the links to Daryl's books on um, hybendigital.com backslash Daryl Davis. And Daryl is spelled with a Y, right,
0: Daryl? Yeah, D-A, I spelled it the right way.
2: D-A-R-R-Y-L. Yes, sir. Daryl Davis. And uh, everything will be up there. Or Just go to hybendigital.com and and, and type in Daryl. He'll show up. Daryl, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. Thank you for all your meat and potatoes. You shared a ton. And uh, I you, hope brother. that in the future we can uh, connect and maybe break some bread together. All right.
0: That would be great, Pat. Thank you so much. Thanks again for what you do.
2: Have a
3: good day.